Today on Locked On Anaheim Ducks, an inspired effort by Anaheim in David Backus's final game in St. Louis, and we'll preview this weekend's series with the Minnesota Wild, all of this on today's Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank God it's Friday. Just a reminder, you could hear this podcast on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever podcasts can be heard. We are aware that Apple Podcasts has not been updating episodes, so go ahead and try following us on Google Podcasts, Spotify, or the new Odyssey app. It's a really awesome app where all your favorite podcasts are, so check out the Odyssey app, which is A-U-D-A-C-Y. I'm your host, Jason J.D. Hernandez, and this show is brought to you by the Locker Room app. Make sure to join me tonight on the Locker Room app at approximately 6.30. Locker Room is changing the way we talk about sports. So we're going to keep this segment brief because I do have a guest coming in. So we'll just talk a little bit about what happened on Wednesday night, which I didn't watch live because I was in El Segundo. But man, the Ducks looked really good for most of the game. That was probably one of their most inspired games aside from the Ryan Miller game, where Anaheim just really put shots and shots on goal. And they were pretty good quality shots, too. Uh, Even though Mike Hoffman got things started in the first period, Max Jones and Hayden Fleury, they scored a couple, or they scored a goal each. So the Ducks were ahead going into the latter stages of the game. But former LA King and, I guess, forever pest to the Anaheim Ducks, Kyle Clifford, he scored the game-tying goal with just about 14-15 minutes left. So it remains tied at two until it went into overtime and eventually a shootout. So what happened on this shootout? Well, David Perron shot first and it was saved. Then we went to Trevor Zegris. Yeah, his was saved too. Then you went to Braden Shen who missed. Troy Terry. Got the only goal for the Ducks. They went on to win the game 3-2 in a shootout, but that's not the big story. The big story was what happened afterwards once again, where you had a wonderful moment between David Perron and David Backus. I mean, that was just something that, uh, for me personally, that was better than the game itself because David Backus has been in the league for a long time. Started off with the Boston Bruins, so he's been around some of those guys. He's actually, no, he started in St. Louis, then went to Boston. So there are a few teammates of his that were on either St. Louis or Boston. I look at uh, Tyler Bozak. I look at David Perron. They were teammates. Ryan O'Reilly. Yeah, it, it was awesome to see. Jordan Binnington. They were teammates too for a very brief amount of time because Jordan Binnington was one of those like barely even backups back then on his first or his last season with St. Louis. So you think about the kind of player that he is and the kind of gentleman of the game that he is. And you could tell that it meant a lot to David Backus to have everybody come out and congratulate him on a terrific career. They also came out for Ryan Miller. Don't forget, Ryan Miller was a part of the St. Louis Blues as well. So that was really cool to see. And now that that game went final, the Ducks have two games left. One, two both against the Minnesota Wild. These games hardly matter. The Ducks have clinched at least the third or the second worst record in the league because New Jersey won, uh, Vancouver won. So even even if the Ducks win one game, they'll still get that second worst record. If they win both, 
they could fall back two spots. So if you're the Ducks, maybe you want to lose one of those games. And then after that, just go all out. All right, uh, we're going to keep this segment really short because I do have a guest coming on. It is Seth Topol from Locked on Wild. We're going to preview this upcoming series and talk about some of the ins and outs of the Minnesota Wild, where the Ducks are going. But first, let's talk about Wealthfront. Wealthfront is trusted with over $20 billion of assets, and you can get your first 5000 managed for free by going to Wealthfront.com forward slash locked on NHL. All you need is 500 bucks to get started, grow your wealth the easy way, and let Wealthfront do all the work for you. To get your first 5000 managed for free for life, go to Wealthfront.com forward slash Locked on NHL. That's W E A L T H F R O N T dot com slash locked on NHL to start growing your savings and get started today. Coming up after the first intermission, I'll be joined by Seth Topol from Locked on Wild. Stay locked in. Welcome back to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You're locked in with Jason J.D. Hernandez, and this show is brought to you by Built Bar, the best-tasting protein bar in the land, with several fantastic flavors to choose from, including raspberry, churro puff, cherry barcia, cookies and cream, among others. You're sure to find the flavor that is perfection for you. Packed with 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories, and only 4 grams of sugar. Not only is Built Bar healthy for you, but they taste fantastic. So go to BuiltBar.com right now. Use promo code LOCKED15, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, to get 15% off your next order of Built Bar, the best-tasting protein bar in the land. All right, we're going to finish the show here with a conversation with Seth Tobel from Locked on Wild. I'm just going to play the conversation as is and just want to say thank you so much for listening And hopefully you guys enjoy the conversation, enjoy the predictions, and you have a great weekend. So once again, here's Seth Topol joining the program. What's up, hockey fans? We are coming at you with a Locked On crossover. It is Locked On Wild meets Locked On Ducks. Seth Topol joined by Jason Hernandez, host of Locked On Ducks. Jason, our first chance to uh, interact since I hopped on the Locked On Network. How's it going, man? Hey, if you're a Ducks fan, it's going. <laughs> That's the best you know, way to put it. It's crazy because this is the first time that these two teams have squared off in a long time. So uh, I, I'm actually I'm curious, legitimately, as to you know, with the playoffs kind of on the back burner and not something that the Ducks are are looking at um, for the rest of the season. Like, what have been some of the things that uh, that Anaheim has been? trying to get figured out here over the uh, the last handful of games. What they're trying to figure out is where the youth movement goes into their roster for the future. They're looking at players like Jamie Drysdale, who was the sixth overall pick in last year's entry draft. He's been probably one of the biggest pleasant surprises for the Ducks this season, along with, obviously, Trevor Zegras, the wunder kid, who, <laughs> by the way, was the tournament MVP for the World Junior Championships. So the Ducks have something to root for, I guess. So they're looking at all the young players. Jacob Perot, they want to see where he goes in. The development of Max Comtois. There's just so many young guys on this Ducks roster that they're trying to figure out where their place is for the Ducks in the future. That's the main thing. Now, 
uh, obviously Thursday or Wednesday night uh, had just the the mayhem throughout the entirety of the NHL. We had all the fights in uh, the New York Rangers and the Washington Capitals game. Vegas and the Wild got into it at the uh, the beginning of their game as well. So you have all of that going on, just causing all this chaos. And you have some nice moments as well, including the homecoming salute that David Back has got yeah. uh, going up against the St. Louis Blues. Just uh, just tell me a little bit about your observations of that. What did you think of, uh, of the treatment that Back has got um, in his return to the Blues? Well, I didn't actually watch it until this morning because I was covering um, goals versus rain last night. But when I actually got around to see all the tweets and see the kind of reception that he got, this was just what he needed, like the cherry on top of what looks to be a good career. I mean, it hasn't been confirmed that he's going to retire yet, but given how many times he's been healthy scratched this season, you got to think this is the end of the road for David Backus. And what a way to go out for him to get that reception from not only the fans, but the players themselves. Uh, you had that nice video tribute for him on Monday. And then you have guys like Shen coming to him. You had Bozak, David Perron. The moment that he had with David Perron, that made you want to tear up a little bit because they embraced for a few more than a few seconds. They had a lot of great words for each other. Uh, same goes for Ryan O'Reilly. Those guys went through a lot in their runs. That is a brotherhood if there, if there ever was one. And you just cannot help but think, man, David Backus meant a lot to this team. And it's a shame that he hasn't played as much. But good for Coach Dallas Eakins to put him on the lineup last night to yeah. give him that moment. Not only him, but there was someone else that got a moment the night before. And that was Ryan Miller, who did announce his retirement. Uh, people forget Miller played for St. Louis for not that long. But he was part of a couple of those teams as well. So he got a nice reception as well. Jason, I'm sure you've got some questions for me. So uh, let's flip it around and uh, and get some uh, some knowledge out there for Ducks fans of what to expect from the Wild this weekend. Well, I mean, there's there's the obvious question that I'll get that I'll leave for later. But I guess the first question is the obvious one. What should the Ducks expect from Minnesota this weekend? Because they're the hungrier team. Do they have a shot at that number two seed? I think they do. Uh, you look at the uh, the schedule down the stretch, and uh, the pressure is going to be on Vegas to try to hold that uh, that top spot. And you know, Colorado's had a little bit of a weird go. They lost to San Jose um, on a night that the Wild lost in overtime to the Golden Knights as well. So Colorado's scuffling a little bit. The Wild have an opportunity here to uh, to really put the pressure on. And honestly, I think. In that series, if it does end up going Colorado and the Wild, I think whichever team has the home field advantage is going to be the one that wins. So there's obviously a lot to play for for this Wild team. If they can knock down that home field advantage in the first rounds, I think they got enough to beat the Avalanche. So we, uh, we're we hoping that we see some good games here at the uh, at the XL Energy Center uh, and a chance for the Wild to uh, hop up in the standings, which I think would be just sweet to uh, to finish off this amazing season. Now, SoCal fans are familiar with a couple players in Minnesota's roster, and one of them is Kirill Kaprizov for obvious reasons. Uh, I think he's the runaway rookie of the year. I think he's going to win the Calder easily. Um, is Thank there, you. Is there any reason that he might not win the Calder, or do you think he has it locked up by now? 
I think it's in the bag. Um, I have been doing a lot of stat diving into um, Robertson from Dallas and uh, for Kirill. And honestly, he just the the way that he has gone about doing everything, the time that uh, that a lot of his goals have come in, especially recently, either the game tying goal in the third period or the go ahead goal in the third period for like four consecutive games. Um, it just, he has meant so much to this team and he has, and I know the history of the wild is a short one, just, uh, just 20 years at this point, but he has this year in a 56 game season shattered every record that wild rookies had up until this year shattered. So I, I think he's got it locked up already. I am uh, already preparing my response in the event that someone uh, <laughs> takes it away from him because at this point, I think it's pretty much a 99, I'll say 99.99% guaranteed that he is uh, going to lock it up. Wow, that's pretty hefty stats there. So, <laughs> okay, let's appeal to the Ducks fans a little bit because they need some kind of cheering. They have had a, let's say, a rough season. They're second worst in the league. They will be second worst in the league because, hey, New Jersey won. So it's been tank squad for pretty much the entirety of the season. Let's just face it because there's no way. As soon as we went into the season, I said Minnesota's going to be up there. Vegas will be up there. Colorado will be up there. Those three and then everyone else. The Ducks have no shot at getting past those three teams. But I keep it honest. So let's talk to the Ducks fans. Appeal to them. Why should Ducks fans be rooting for the Minnesota Wild? It's a great question. You're seeing the most fun wild team maybe in their franchise history because of all the years that this team was just kind of a grit and grind, um, grind out like a two to one or a three to two win and, uh, and just play really gritty. They've now finally moved into an elite offensive team and they've got Kirill Kaprizov who is just amazingly fun and he plays just an electric breathtaking style of hockey. Um, up and down the lineup, they've got guys that can score in an instant. They've got Marcus Foligno, who will take on any player in the NHL if he is uh, is ticked off enough to do so. And um, it's just it's fun to finally see a flashy style of hockey for this wild team. And I mean, to put it another way, it's not the Avalanche, it's not the Vegas Golden Knights, Ooh. somebody completely different that has a chance to really make some noise in the playoffs this year. And so the entire state of Minnesota is behind them. Everybody else that is not a fan of those teams that I listed should be as well. I mean, the Vegas Golden Knights are pretty much public enemy number one for a lot of Ducks fans (laughs) and Kings fans. Like any SoCal hockey fan does not like the Vegas Golden Knights. So there's that one for sure. And if Minnesota does face Vegas, I would love to see Minnesota come out of that division just for the sake of saying, you know what? It's been 20 years. Give them a shot. Vegas is too young. They've, like, whatever. Colorado's yeah. won before. St. Louis just won recently. So, hey, it might not be St. Louis. You never know. Yeah, the the Blues are a dangerous team, too. They've they've shown the wild that especially. Yeah. So, And just, it's, uh... just to appeal to one of my other fellow co-hosts here, Avampato, what if the Kings somehow beat Colorado this week? Because the Kings, they're not eliminated. The Kings could still make it. Maybe not, Boy. but mathematically, they're still in it. I would, uh, I'd have to send some sort of a gift basket because I think that would be 
one of the greatest, um, the greatest improbable things of all time to happen. So I think as a wild fan, I would definitely have to send like a gift basket or something if yeah. that ends up happening. And meanwhile, I'm just appealing to Team Tank right now because let's face it, that's that's all I've been looking forward to is when are they going to get that second worst record? Hey, as of right now, the Ducks could have the second worst record. Actually, it will be because New Jersey did win Thursday night. So hooray. <laughs> Let me root for something. <laughs> well, I'm telling you, like those uh, those high picks can go a long way, especially with all the buzz that is uh, has gone on in Minnesota with Marco Rossi. Mm-hmm. What Bill Aaron was able to do last year, those high picks they mean a lot. And so, you know, as uh, as somebody who has seen plenty of that here in Minnesota with the Timberwolves, with uh, the Timberwolves, with the Timberwolves, <laughs> um, they can oh, go come, a long come way. Come on, you... Michael Oluwakandi is not an original number one pick, but he contributed somewhat to the Clippers and contributed somewhat to the Timberwolves. I guess Michael Oluwakandi was also here. So yeah, that's uh, that's about all I will say about him. So it, I, I mean, it's not like I not... said he was a world-beating player. Well, he um, he was as good with us as he was against Shaq one-on-one. So <laughs> he, he was. I will do a deep, deep dive for the Timberwolves fans. He was about as effective with the T Wolves as Randy Brewer was with the Timberwolves. <sighs> I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Those wounds cut deep. I um, I have followed that team for a long time, and there has not been a lot of good stuff to follow with that team. So it's um, it's a it's a rich history of not playoff. History. You have the Troy Murphy days. You have the Stefan Marbury days. At least those we were the fun. Mark, we got the Mark Madsen days of just chucking threes to uh, preserve that uh, that top spot in the draft and not doing anything with it. Yeah, you had you had Pooh Richardson and Christian Leitner. Oh boy, yeah, it is um, it is a rich history in Minnesota sports of heartbreak and just general lack of being uh, competitive. And uh, you know we uh, we pride ourselves on that. So this wild team is out to prove us differently, though. So I uh, I really hope they do. You'll always have little big league, though. Fact. That's that's all we need. A little big league. That's it. That's, yeah, that's that's all we need at this point. So um, it, it'll it'll be really fun to see how these games play out. I'm getting a chance to uh, to go to Friday's game in person. So get to see Kirill for the first time in person. So that should be fun. And uh, hopefully the Wilds can help uh, your Ducks in their pursuit of uh, one of those top spots in the uh, the NHL draft. I think that would be a gift. That, uh, that we'd be happy to give. Well, technically, the Ducks don't have to win or lose. At this point, it won't matter. They could win one, lose one. They still get the second-worst record because Buffalo lost. So Buffalo has, by the way, clinched that uh, worst record in the league. Yeah, they they had they did not have a good year. So technically, it won't matter. Okay. These don't matter. Well, one of those games won't matter for the Ducks. We we can live with that. I just want I just want the Friday win. That's all I care about. The Friday win. Oh, the Ducks are not going to win on Friday. <laughs> like, actually, let's do this. Something that I like to do on these crossovers is start to make predictions. So let's first do a score prediction. What do you predict the score to be for Friday's game and Saturday's game? 
I will predict that Friday's game ends up being four to one in favor of the Wild. Um, and I will say Saturday's game is two to nothing Wild. I'm going to go out on a limb here. I think the Wild are going to dominate Anaheim. I think it's going to be six to one Minnesota on Friday. What? The Ducks have no defense. They have none right now. So I'm going to say six to one on that one. And just to shake things up, because this would be Ryan Miller's last game on Saturday. It's already been announced that Ryan Miller is going to get that last start at Minnesota for his career. I think I know where you're going with this. What if he breaks the record for most shootout wins in NHL history? So I'm going to say 3-2 Ducks in a shootout. That would be, of all the things that scare me as uh, as a fan of the Wild, the shootout is the thing that scares me the most. Yep, and that's mm-hmm. exactly why I'm picking. If it goes shootout, Anaheim will win it. Okay. I uh, I, I think that is entirely possible. I just... Hey, you could Whatever live with, you could live with one point, right? Yeah, I, I mean, as I'm, I'm all about Team OT with uh, with the Wild being just one point behind the Avalanche. So you get two points on Friday, one point on Saturday. It's fine with me. Yeah, three points out of Anaheim, and then you have St. Louis. What if Minnesota wins both those games against St. Louis and the Kings get in? <laughs> just a what if? I. I will, like I said, I will send the gift basket, and I think that would be the most devastating thing to happen to St. Louis sports fans since... Say it. Say it. Since whatever happened in that World Series against the uh, Texas Rangers. No, because St. Louis won that. Oh, did they? Yeah. See, I'm not a huge, I'm not a huge baseball guy anymore. Um, here's, here's what I will say that could piss off the St. Louis fans. It would be a bigger disappointment than losing the Rams back to L.A. <laughs> yeah, that. Um, and I just pissed off the St. Louis Rams fans. That wound is still very fresh for that franchise. Hey, the fan hey, 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 franchise hey. Moved on. hey, I was a kid and the Rams moved from L.A. to St. Louis. That's when I ceased being a football fan, because if you lose a team as an adult, you can deal with it. When you lose two football teams and you're young. That breaks your heart. Yeah, you do not recover from that. No, which is why I don't really talk about football all that much. <laughs> and before we well, go, because I love to have fun with this, what is one wacky prediction, not scoring-wise, like one wacky prediction for this weekend's games against the Ducks? Ooh, boy. Let's, let's have fun with um, this. That's a great call. Um... So I have a tinfoil hat theory that Bill Guerin is doing something to try to get Zach Parisi to waive his uh, no movement clause by oh only playing him like single digit minutes a night mm-hmm. over the last couple of games. I think bold prediction: Zach Parisi gets scratched in one of the games. <laughs> Damn! Watch that yeah. actually happen. I'm out for blood. <laughs> All right, since you're out for blood, I mean, I, I thought the shootout prediction was bold enough because the Ducks are terrible. Um, I will make a bold prediction. No, that's not really a bold prediction. But I'll predict that Trevor Zegris scores three points this weekend. 
He's been on the like schneid. It. I'm going to say Zegris really breaks out and gets three points this weekend. My um, my honorable mention was going to be that Kaprizov gets to 30 goals this weekend, but oh jeez, I uh, I figured I figured that the Parisi one would be a little meatier and a little juicier. Yeah. See, I want Ryan Miller just because I want to see him break that record. Hey, I'd I'd be all for it. Ryan Miller's a class act. I would be uh, I'd be all for seeing that. Yeah, and honestly, if Miller does make that last start, I can already here's one thing I can predict. All the Wild players are gonna come out, shake his hand, congratulate him on a tremendous career. Mm-hmm. I guarantee they would do that because they're a classy organization. Yes. We uh, we are all about showing uh, showing that Minnesota respect. Well, except if you're the Vegas Golden Knights and you hit Kirill Kaprizov from behind, then you are getting Marcus Foligno, and you are going you. to like it. Thank you. Well, this has been fun. Yeah, thank you, uh, thank you, Jason, for uh, for doing this. I uh, I look forward to doing some more of these during the off season um, when there's going to be plenty going on. A friend of mine suggested that the wild may go after a particular ducks player. I'll save it um, until we get to that off season points. Um, but uh, I'm anxious to get some of your thoughts as to the potential of that happening. Oh, we'll definitely talk about that. Like what else can ducks fans talk about <laughs> trades and yeah. draft trades and draft. I mean, it's it's um, trades and draft and, and golfing during the playoffs. That's about it. I don't play golf. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there are plenty. I'm sure there are plenty of Ducks fans that do. You know what a lot of Ducks fans do around here? They go surfing. See, that's something I've never done, and I will have to when I get out to California Way. Well, I mean, what surfing do you have out there in Minnesota? You have snow surfing, tumbling, tumbling down the hills. Snow surfing, ice fishing, and uh, and hockey of all sorts. That's all we need. Hey, we have beach hockey, so we're we're good out here. There you go. <laughs> All right, well, this has been a lot of fun. Um, where can the fine folks find your podcast? Uh, you can follow, of course, Locked on Wild wherever you listen to podcasts and follow the Twitter account at Locked on Wild. You can follow me as well at Seth, T-O-U-P-S. On Twitter, I am pretty active on game days and doing more live streaming during games uh, and will continue to do so during the playoffs. So you'll see my face everywhere. And you could find me on Twitter at StimpyJD, as in the classic Ren and Stimpy show. One of the best, Nick, one of the best Nicktoons ever. Hundred percent. And you could follow the show's Twitter at lo underscore ducks, which is always a fun time because I, I like to get a little bit sardonic on that Twitter, as people have <laughs> seen recently. <laughs> hey, you got to, you got to when uh, when the chips are a little down. When, when your team sucks this much, you have to develop a sense of humor. Two years I've been at this podcast, and both years they've been terrible. And zero playoff games. The night is darkest just before the dawn. Yeah. Harvey Dent, the yeah, dark but, night. Yeah, but but the dawn isn't coming for a while here. <laughs> well, yeah, we're, uh, we're, on, we're on Alaska time. <laughs> it's been fun. Yes, it has, man. Thank you. And uh, we will definitely have to do this again soon. That will do it for this uh, crossover edition of Locked on Wild and Locked on Ducks. Mm